what's the biggest erection of a movie? So, like, I'm describing the movie as a throbbing erection. Like, the movie has a hard-on for something. Um, what What is the biggest erection of the year, movie-wise? Spider-Man No Way Home and Nostalgia. Um, that, yeah, it was, to, to, be, to be honest, it was either going to be Spider-Man or Justice League. Spider-Man for, for Nostalgia... And Justice League for uh, fucking Batman, but like, just Zack Snyderisms. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Um, <laughs> for just being a Zack Snyder movie. Halloween Kills has a real hard on for ending things tonight. Yeah, it, they have a really, really big hard on for evil dying. Black Widow has a real big hard on for bad smelling men. Yeah, for pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> pheromones. Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Film Ian Podcast, where this week we're celebrating all things 2019. Wait, what? Fuck. Oh my god, my head. <laughs> Bro, my head just forgot there was a pandemic for two years. My head. My head just I forgot there was a... This is scri- I can't my... tell if this is a bit that you've, you've scripted yourself Bro, of. You're just... actually just fucking stupid. I, I genuinely just like, I don't know, man. My head. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, no, no, no! Genuinely, did you did you just actually do that, or was that scripted in your own head? Was that scripted? I'm your host, Sander Langwiston. Oh my god, man! Ho- host of episode 101, baby, of the filming yeah. podcast. Unbelievable! It's unreal. We're here. We're doing it oh, live. Fuck it. No, we're not. Um, and um, with me, as always, is my trusty co-host, my wonderful friend. The most beautiful man on earth, if earth was covered in ugly people. It's Mr. David French. Earth is covered in ugly people. How are you doing, Xander? Yes, and you're one of them. No, I'm joking. I know. You're a beautiful man, and I love you lots. Um, I'm good, thank you, bud. Wow, okay. Um, (laughs) Great start. Just to let everyone know, we are part of the community. He's allowed to say that to me. Um, the amount of times we've had to pull the community card on this podcast. Yeah. Bitch, you know? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I dropped my faggot card. <laughs> oh, oh, David, hang on. Uh, you might want to zip up your faggot showing. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that, folks. Um, today we're uh, we're looking back on 2021 <laughs> because it's over and it's been a month, so we've had a month to watch some films to get prepared for. And this. we didn't did, watch any. We didn't watch any. So um, I watched like three. That was it. I think Xander watched one. I didn't watch any in preparation for this podcast. I did not Sick watch a one. single uh, movie in preparation. Sick one. Um, but we're vibing. We're we're chilling. We're vibing. Uh, but first of all, David, there's been a lot of news since we've last. We- the last time we did news was Boxing Day. It's been nearly a month. <laughs> the last time we did news, w- oh recording-wise, was God. before Christmas. Was before well, I had a job. Uh... And since then, I have got a job and I've now been at this job for a month. Sick one. That's the last time and we I did have... news. Oh, no. Lived. You have... I mean, that that is important. Exactly. Is important I've played Shovel Knight since. That's it. you played Shovel Knight. It's fucking great, man. Right, sick. Go on, r- run down some news, and then um, I believe you got some highlights for us to talk about. Yeah, I got some highlights. So um, I'm going to run down just a few and then go talk about a few highlights as well. Uh, so 
rundown ones is Chicken Run sequel title and a new Wilson Grumman film has been confirmed in Netflix. The Chicken Run title is going to be... Give me two seconds to load it up on the thing because I didn't look at it. Dawn of the Nugget. I fucking love that title. Oh my God, I didn't even see that before. That's I love great. <laughs> Top tier. Um, okay, what else we got? Daniel Radcliffe is going to be playing Weird Al Yon- uh, Yankovic in a um, comedy musician biopic. Yeah. I was just reading that straight from the source. Cool. Denzel Washington is gearing up for The Equalizer 3. I know my mum will be very happy about that. Mm. Um, a Quiet Place spin-off has found its director, um, Michael Sanoski. Okay. Uh, we got a few trailers as well. Um, we got the Boz Burgers film trailer. Looks yeah. really good. Looks really fun. And I'm very excited for it. We got the Moon Knight trailer, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute. And we got the trailer for the Cuphead show um, on Netflix. It's the um, adaptation of the extremely okay. fucking infuriating game. Yeah, and it looks really cute. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm liking the look of it. Um, we also, sadly, as of today, lost um, Meatloaf. So yeah, bro, I was genuinely talking about Meatloaf with a couple of friends of mine, that, like t- last night. And then we got the we got the news this morning that he's dead. Mad. That's so sad. Legend of the game. Uh, R.I.P. Genuinely. Yeah, like I, literally today, whilst I was on my break in work, I just started listening to the fucking Tenacious D soundtrack and Kickapoo game on. I was just like, damn, this man had so much fucking talent. I mean, not just from that. Have you not heard his yeah. like, normal music? <laughs> I have heard his actual music as well. Right, like, okay, I, I okay, do anything for sure. love is one of my favourite songs ever. But, just making sure. Just you know. Sure. Like, Tenacious D, it, it, it holds a special place in my, you know, 12-year-old heart, apparently. Um, oh, and we're currently celebrating the 50th anniversary of The Godfather, so fuck me. I feel old. Um, Bro, you weren't even... Oh, never mind, never mind. I know, but I've, I've literally watched that film since I was a kid. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have, but I have. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so... Main ones I wanted to talk about, um, a bit more detailed, is the Moon Knight trailer. What did you think of it? It's dope as fuck. Yeah, it looks so um, fucking good. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's one of the best actors we've got right now. Uh, I'll say young actors, because he's like, you know, like, what, 30s? Um, I'm going to find out. He's, he's one of the best, like... I swear to God, if he's, like, 40. He is 42. Fuck off. That man is beautiful. Um, he's one of the best actors we've got at the moment. So yeah. uh, we need to we need to make sure he's okay. And he's got Moon- a lot of shit coming up as well. He does, he does. But Moonlight Moonlight looks dope as fuck. Um, yeah, I'm very here for it. Um, and that the the song in the trailer is a kid kid cootie song, and it's actually a really dope song. So fair enough. Yeah, it, it, like Oscar Isaac has got a decent amount coming up. He's got um, the sequel to Spider Verse. I imagine it will be in both parts. Yes. Um, so we've got like more of him there as Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He's gonna be in Metal Gear Solid when that whenever the fuck that releases. Oh yeah. Um, he's gonna be playing the protagonist Solid Snake, so I'm yeah. very fucking down for that. <laughs> um what and do then you we're think also of this gonna... Oh, I loved it. I, I think that they're doing a like like showing off the mental illness as well really well. Like they're they're giving it like good actual fucking presentation. Because yeah. like the only times that really got it is in horror films like Split. And Split, you know, paint gave it a really bad rep. And in this it like it's showing off the fact that he um he kind of utilizes his different identities um in the fact that he is a superhero as well. Like the fact that he's 
basically Marvel's answer to Batman. So his rich billionaire identity supplies him with all his like gadgets and shit. I mean, in the comics, he supplies him with his suit as well. Um, and then here's the fact that he's got a, a cab driver identity, so he knows the streets really well. And yeah. the like ex vet one, he you know uses that in his fighting capabilities. So the like it's been really smart with it, and it looks like the show is going to be like taking that aspect from the comics as well. Definitely, definitely. I feel like you knew nothing, like none of that, didn't you? None of it, none of it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just think he looks cool. Um, yeah, it looks fucking in. I love the suit as well. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks it looks cool, man. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, what um, what else, David? Um, so do you remember a little while ago when we've oh, heard no. about some news about Tom Cruise um filming a uh, film in space? Yes, I do. Yes, so we're now confirmed. Um, a film studio is going to be in space. Um, they have taken, I'm trying to find out which, so it's called Space Entertainment Enterprise, and they are going to be taking the C1, um, space station. I don't know what that stands for, but fucking hell, it's going to be up and running by 2024. Holy crap. And supposedly being able to be, like, broadcasting, you know, like, sports events and shit from there as well. So imagine they just send a ball, send a bunch of footballers up there, and he just play football in space. That'd be nutty. I'd be fucking. That'd be so stupid, but it'd be brilliant. I'd actually watch that. <laughs> Zero G football. Fucking hell, count me in. That's actually a sport in the Red Dwarf universe. Nice. Yeah, they have zero G kickboxing. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and um. The last two I'll talk... I'm not really going to talk about too much with uh, the last two because I just didn't mention them. I forgot to. Um, So, Turning Red, the new Pixar movie, is going to be skipping cinemas and debuting on Disney+. And Pixar employees are pissed again. Yeah, yeah, man. This is the third time in a row they've done this now? Yeah, it's not looking good for Pixar. Yeah, like, I, I appreciate the fact that, like, in terms of business, I think having... Pixar movies on Disney Plus day one is fantastic because it's good for families who don't really get to go to the cinema that often. Yeah. Like, it's really good because, like, most of the time, if you're going to the cinema as a family, what are you going to go and see? You're going to go and see a fucking Disney movie or an animated movie in general, and the best Disney movies to go and see are either the Disney princess animated movies, like Encanto recently, and that was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And, um... I was, I was like, actually... Pixar I've, movies. I've actually been thinking about this, right? I watched so so there were there were three Disney animated films released this year on Disney Plus, right? Um, there was there was Luca, which was Pixar, yeah. Encanto, which was the like Disney princess, Disney. I guess. Um, and there was also Raya and the Last Dragon. That was last year. It was released. Fuck off! No, it was not. I'm sure it was. That was the that was March. It came out in March. That was March this year. Well, it was released on Disney Plus, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It actually was. Re- what the fuck? Yeah. Mad. I have to add another movie to my list then. So I didn't. Th- <laughs> this. So Ryan and the Last Dragon is the only one of those three that I did not watch. I um, watched all three. And it's because I uh, just didn't like the musicals. I'll watch because I love a good musical. 
Yeah. The Pixar movies I know will be made with like heart and love. Yeah. But like the other Disney animated films, like the last few that I've seen just aren't that good. Just like they're non-musical animated films. And nah, so just, Rare and the Last Dragon was good, man. I'm just like, but like if there's no music, if there's no music, then I'm like, I kind of don't care, man. Is that bad? Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I do get it. Like, if it's not musical, it's not going to be anything super special. Like, you're not going to get, like, some bangers, like, fucking, like, we don't talk about Bruno out of it. That's in the charts, you know. That's unreal. Uh, but, Good. yeah, Encanto. Fucking banger. Encanto has been in my head since I watched it. Like, I, I can't believe it's uh, it's actually ended up outside my top ten. Like, it's, it's quite far down my list, which is surprising, because I really did enjoy it. Um, But it's just, just like. Just one of those, though, isn't it? Exactly, something something's got to be lo- like lower down. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. I think non dis non musical Disney films. I just kind of I'm indifferent to. Yeah, it genuinely, man. It is a really good movie. I thoroughly loved um, *Raya and the Last Dragon*. Yeah, the animation style is fantastic. The um, the story is really good. It's nothing like to write home about, but it's still a fucking good movie, and I fully recommend you go and watch it. Like it's not it's not a waste of time or anything. Yeah, I'll I'll get to it at some point. I'm sure I will. Yeah, and uh, the last one that I want to talk about is um, <laughs> are we surprised at all? Morbius got delayed again. Holy shit, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, we were supposed to be recording that episode like next week, man. Holy crap, we're never gonna see this movie. We're never gonna see it. This is go- Yo, just gonna be the new mutants all over again. Why do it? people think it's gonna be good? Why on earth? Do people think it's going to be good? Because simps for Jared Leto exist, even though he's a massive fucking nonce. No, but nonce. bro, like, people watch the trailers and they're like, actually, that looks kind of good. I'm like, what are you smoking, bro? It, it looks fun, but dumb. It looks garbage. I, oh. But I can wait. I can't wait because, like, it's going to be hilarious. But I can wait because I can't be asked going through my Twitter being like, uh, Mobius is an underrated masterpiece. And I'm like, because pe- so many people did that for Venom, like there'd be carnage. And I was like, that you're so wrong. It's fucking trash. What are you talking about? Yeah, Venom, let there be carnage is so watchable as well. Oh, God damn it. I hate the world we live in. Venom, let there be carnage is super watchable trash. And it's only, like, it's great when it's Venom and Eddie on screen. And it's fucking horrendous when Woody Harrelson's there because his story just doesn't work well with theirs. Is that all the news? That's all the news, yeah. Okay. Oh, fucking hell. Just dropped my slinky. Okay, so because it's the 2021 wrap-up, I really like numbers, so I'm gonna get the numbers out of the way first, and I'm gonna do um, so so the the, the highest grossing movies because I think this is really interesting to look at and just see yeah. like where people were at this year. Uh, so I've got three different lists. I've got American box office, British box office, and uh, worldwide box office. Fucking hell, man! Um, the domestic Even box offices. I know, I know, I know. I'm 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 awful. I'm an awful person. Um. The domestic one that, that that's uh, that's America. Uh, we'll sort of run through this kind of quick. Um, actually, no, we'll do that last. We'll do that last because we can run through it quick, and you'll sort of know where everything's gonna fit in. Yeah. We'll start off with British box office. Okay. Okay. So 
uh, the top 10 of the year in Britain. Already, I'll tell you, there are some big movies that didn't make the top 10. Which ones? Um, Space Jam 2 didn't make the top 10. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife didn't make the top 10. Wow. Um, the Quiet Place Part 2 didn't make the top 10. Oh, wait, hang on. Holy shit. I didn't put Ghostbusters in my list of movies. Of, of, of movies I've you seen. fucking Wally. Oh, my God. Oh, he actually went to see that as well. I didn't write Ghostbusters. I didn't put Ghostbusters in it. Where the fuck do I put that? What did I get? Did I, I loved that movie a lot, didn't I? Yeah. Oh my god, I haven't even rated it on Letterboxd. <gasps> That's so bad. I'm so bad. Man, just get through the fucking thing. I Do know. this after. No, because now what if it like messes up my list? Right, okay. Um yeah, Ghostbusters didn't make it. Uh, the new uh the new conjuring film didn't make it. Um Yeah. Okay, so number ten was uh Marvel's Eternals. And that made wow. in the UK um <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> I heard that. Wow. I did hear that. I did hear that. <laughs> that fucking... Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I told David he didn't have to listen during this bit, and he's fully <laughs> taken that on board. I really... I, you know what? I respect the fuck out of it. I respect the fuck the out of it. The funniest thing is, I've also... I've done the um, the top ten list now, so I'm actually going to be listening from oh, here. Oh, right. Okay, now. okay, okay. Uh, so, so, Eternals made... 20 million pounds 20.1 million pounds uh in the UK, damn uh which is real good that's real good um that's good for the first um mcu movie to have a gay character and it was banned in 72 countries yeah it is isn't it that's not bad that's not bad um then uh, in ninth place uh, aptly in ninth place we've got f9 the fast saga Fuck off. Fast and Furious 9. That that came ninth. Unbelievable. Fucking eight British people, man. Um, That made 22.7 million pounds. Oh, God. Uh, in number eight was um, one, well, probably one of your favourite movies of the year, I think. Free Guy. I It's not in my top ten, but I did really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, Free Guy was really solid. Free Guy was really Yeah, solid. Free Guy was top tier. Um, that made 23.1 million pounds. Uh, coming in at number seven um, was Venom, Let There Be Carnage, unfortunately. Not surprising at all, though. 24.7 million pounds. That, that, I mean, cinemas were packed when that came out. Yeah, it was thing. mental. I, I told you I was trying to get seats and I couldn't find any. Yeah. Um, in at number six, we have uh, Black Widow. Why? I don't know, man. I don't know. That <laughs> film was fucking trash. The pheromones. I was actually trying to explain that movie to someone the other day, and I was like, yeah, the guy <laughs> smelt so bad that he couldn't be hurt. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's how the movie ends. Like, she she has to break her nose. And he's like, what is this movie? <laughs> he said, he was like, did you say he's Marvel? I was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, that, so that made, that made 25.7 million pounds. I mean, it's fair. That was like the movie that was delayed the most, and people were like hyped up for it because they just kept on showing Taskmaster. Yeah, but Taskmaster was so shit in that movie. Um, it was so underwhelming. Number four, number five is is a bit of an outlier here. I'm not gonna lie. Go on. Um, th this one does not appear on any other list. Okay. Uh, I, I looked. Um, and for uh, of course you did. But um, it's just Britain that that apparently <laughs> love this movie. 
Um, making twenty-seven point two million pounds at the UK box office was a uh, Peter Rabbit to the Runaway. Yeah, that's actually that makes a lot of sense. British people fucking love that little rabbit. Um, I forgot that came out. I forgot Peter Rabbit existed. Number no, four. No man, the second one. Number four was Dune. Number four. Number four was Dune. Dune. I thought you said Doom. And Dune. I was like, there was another Doom movie? What no, the fuck? No. Dune made a lot of money, man. That's well, what's yeah, real. It was a very, it was a hyped up movie. It's been in development for like five, six years. I know, but I didn't think that, like, I thought it'd be a flop like Blade Runner was. Mate, Zendaya was in it. No, but like Blade Runner Toofy 2049. Was in it. Blade Runner 2049 was so hyped up and everyone was like, this movie's amazing. And then it made no money. And I thought Dune would be the exact same. Nah, man. People but were Dune's, excited for this because Zendaya's in it. Dune's made a fuckload of money. Dune made a fuckload of money. Uh, over here, anyway. In, yeah. Amer- in, in America, it didn't even make the top 10. That's unreal. Not. That is unreal. Wow. Um. Okay, where am I going next? Here we are. Number three. Yes, number three. It's um. It's another Marvel entry. It's uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Good film. And that made 29.3 million. Uh, yeah, really solid film. Really yeah, good. Very solid, buddy. Like, Marvel movie. Yes. So, um, there are two movies left on the British list. Uh, I'm going to try and get you to guess them. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, well, I already know one of them is going to be No Way Home. Right. And I'm going to guess the other one is The Suicide Squad because that got a fucking shit ton of hype in the UK. It got insane reviews. It was everywhere. And they had so many showings. What is number one and what is number two? I reckon Suicide Squad is number two. No Way Home, number one. You're very incorrect. Uh, Suicide Squad was oh. 11th. I already told you that. I didn't hear. I, I, once again, I wasn't listening, man. Yeah, I was no. Making my list. Suicide Squad made less than 20 million pounds. Mad. Um, number two is Spider-Man No Way Home. What made more than a fucking Spider-Man in the UK? That made 86.3 million pounds. Watch, I swear to God, if this is fucking Spiral, the Book of Saw, number one. Number one? David, you you, you keep forgetting. Um, Free Guy? No, we talked about Free Guy. Oh, yeah. You keep forgetting (laughs) of, like, the one British thing we have that makes money. It's motherfucking James Bond. No oh, Time to Die hell. made so much money. It made 127 million pounds. Figured it existed again. I just do not give a fuck about James Bond. I know, but like the rest of the country disagrees with you, bro. It made yeah, apparently so. It made over a hundred, just under a hundred million pounds more than third place. So Jesus like, it Christ. was nowhere near the competition. Uh, yeah. So the highest grossing film in the UK of 2021 was No Time to Die, James, uh, Daniel Craig's final outing as James Bond, which uh, I really enjoyed. I think it's really solid. David doesn't watch James Bond, so I let him have the week off. Um, yeah, I just didn't give a shit. <laughs> okay, so the worldwide box office is where it gets a little different. So um, you might hear some similar movies, but you might hear some different things as well. Uh, so number 10. It seems like a, a an occur a regular occurrence because number ten is Eternals again. Yeah, uh, that made worldwide four hundred and one point nine million dollars. That's good. That 
Yeah, it did. For a film that was getting shit on a decent amount, that's good. It's, it's, I mean, it's the lowest grossing Marvel film since The Incredible Hulk. Um, and like, yeah, it's, so it's not great. And they expected huge things as well. Like, it's not great. Well, yeah, but at the same time, they, like, nobody knew anything about these characters. Almost nobody is, like, whenever you hear about know, like, Marvel like, characters know, wanted like, to be in movies, you never hear about the Eternals. I know, but like, the same thing happened with Guardians, and that was like one of the best movies in the MCU. <laughs> But Guardians was also fairly well known by the Marvel fan base in general. No, it wasn't. Like, not not MCU fan base, not just like basic movie watching fan base. But when it comes to the comic fan base, they have had so many fucking comics. Like even o- Old Man Quill happened before the um, Guardians films. Well, and Old Man Quill is fucking brutal. It is heartbreaking. Anyway, anyway, uh, number nine is another Marvel one. It's uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And that nice. made um, $432 million. So everyone talks about Eternals being a massive flop. Shang-Chi actually only made $30 more million. To be fair, Shang-Chi went to Disney Plus quicker, though. Like, I think way it did. quicker. I think it did. It went way quicker. It was the usual, like, couple... I'm pretty sure Shang-Chi was on a um, Premier Access as well. No, it wasn't. It came on Disney... Oh, that... It came on Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day. Yeah, so it came out way quicker, so people would just stop going seeing it to at the cinema, or they just waited until it came out on Disney Plus. Yeah, because they heard um, that it was coming on Disney Plus Day. Number eight is a film that I keep forgetting that half came out this year. It's it's fucking Godzilla versus Kong. That made oh yeah, that did come out this yeah, year. Yeah, that made four hundred and sixty-seven point eight million dollars. Fair. People like to see big lizard versus big monkey. Uh, apparently not as much as they like to see our number, number seven pick, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Well, uh, yeah, once again, made, people like to see gay Venom. Which made just over $500 million uh, worldwide. People want to see fucking, like, Tom Hardy and some random alien just have a marital dispute. Um, number, number six is where it gets interesting. Uh, number six is a movie called Detective Chinatown 3. The fuck? <laughs> It I imagine a, uh, that's uh, made a lot over in, like, East. Uh, yeah, it's a Chinese comedy mystery buddy film. Um, it is a sequel to Detective Chinatown 2 and the third installment in the Detective Chinatown series. Um, is Detective Chinatown 2 a sequel to Sexy Chinatown? Uh, yes. I don't know. What that was a 2020 movie, man. Oh, my God. What The plot. Why, why is there not, like, an easy description to read? Um, it's just talking about like the box office. It's so, like what the fuck? Name that I can't say, and name that I can't say Did are t- back solving mysteries and fighting crime in the third entry in a hugely successful Chinese buddy action comedy series. There you go. Yeah, it um, got sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I can go and see it at the View. So the film set several box office records, including the biggest opening weekend ever in a single territory, grossing over six hundred ninety nine million dollars. That's unreal. Jesus. Uh, becoming the highest grossing non-American R-rated film of all time. Uh, it is also the sixth highest grossing film of 2021. And the sixth highest grossing movie non-English film of all time. That's pretty cool. Why do I feel like this is like the East just taking back fucking um, Bro, Rush you Hour? See, honestly, you see it. You see it. There's so many films from the past few years that have been like, just like uh, Chinese audiences. And they just yeah. make bank. They make absolute bank. It's unreal. Um, speaking of making bank, it's uh, number five, F9. Um, 
I don't know why they called it F9. Why did they not just call it Fast and Furious 9? Um, that made $726 million worldwide. Mad. Um, oh, I should say, Detective Chinatown made $706 million. Jesus. So, like... I wonder how much that is in yen. A big a big jump. That, that's $200 million between seven and six. Damn. Um, number four is um, our, our old friend Jimmy Bond. It's uh, No Time to Die with uh, $774 million. Um, and uh, number three is... It's another Chinese film. Uh, it is called Hi, Mom. Wait, what? It's called Hi, Mom. Is, is there an ending to that, or is that the entire thing? It's just called Hi, Mom. Hi, Mon. Mom. Mom. As in mom. Mom. Yeah. So A comedy drama. After her mother, Li Huanying, is fatally injured in a car accident in 2001, grief-stricken... Um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do all the names. Uh, this person finds herself transported back in time to the year 1981, where she becomes her cl- mother's close friend. Uh, she feels that so she is back not... back to the future. Yeah, oh, that's really cute. That sounds cute as hell. I mean, I'd watch it. Bro, it made... It made $841 million. Mad. Holy crap. The budget is only $59 million. Bro, that's unreal. That actually sounds cute as hell, though. Number two is... um, It's another Chinese film. <laughs> Mad. Um, it is the most expensive film ever produced in China with a budget of over $200 million. It is called The Battle of Lake Changjin. Um, and it's a war film. For a second, I thought it was going to be like a sci-fi war film like Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, no, not quite. Um, the film depicts the story of Chinese soldiers forcing American troops to withdraw in a fictionalized retelling of the Battle of the Chosin Reservoir during the Korean War. Like, to be, to, to be fair, like, these kind of films, like, you know, American war films, they show, like, other cultures, like, like savages and shit like that. So, like, yeah, it make, makes sense that China oh, yeah, would no, also they... have war films like this. Yeah, 100%. Like, the fucking American war films, it's almost always, like, Hiroshima and shit. Yeah. Like, the well, like, specifically, like, them, re- like, retaliating, like, with Pearl Harbor and shit. It's just, like, mad. You, you guys were also massive cunts in the wars. Like, you just invaded Vietnam for no reason. Yeah. Anyway, not po- politics aside. Um... <laughs> This movie made $909 million. Mad. So, like, that's unreal. That's fucking unreal. Um, it, There is only one movie that made over a billion dollars worldwide. I'll give you one guess. I'm going to guess that it is Spider-Man. Because I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that it made over a billion. It is, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, It is currently still playing in cinemas, so this number can go up. Uh, I'm not, it's not going to go up by that much, though. I'm not, I, I I'm can not sure tell you now. I'm not sure whether it's opened in China yet or not. Oh, so it, like, it is might... Spider-Man that big in China, though? Everything's big in China, bro. Um, 
Well, I think it'll make some. It'll make at least like another hundred, maybe two hundred million in China. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, but I don't think it's gonna be like. At the moment, it's not gonna put it over the fucking um, two billion. Over the two bill mark. No. Uh, but but Spider-Man No Way Home is currently rocking it top of the box office for the year. $1.6 billion. Mad. Unreal money. Unreal money. Um, Domestic sort of shakes out. Kind of similar. 10 was Free Guy. 9 was Ghostbusters. Uh, nice. eight, 8 was A Quiet Place Part 2. Nice. Uh, 7 was No Time to Die. 6 was Eternals. That made a bit more money over in America. Uh, Fast and Furious 9 was 5 Black Widow was 4 um, Venom Let There Be Carnage was 3 uh, Shang-Chi was 2 and of course Spider-Man No Way Home was 1 it is now like the 4th highest grossing movie of all time domestically in America Mad. which is like unreal fucking blade. It's, made, it's made 705 million dollars just in America Mad. that's fucking class mate that's dope. And that is it. That is it for box office. So, David, you can unclench. Ah, <sighs> finally. <laughs> you fucking weirdo, man. Um, I just, I, I do not care about box office, man. Like, I, I, know, I, 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 know. I know, I know you do, so I, you know, I'll allow it. But I'll, Jesus Christ, I, like, I, I genuinely don't see like I, I find some interesting. Like, when it's just a really obscure film that I've not heard about, but it's done, like, fucking shit tons, it's interesting. But I know Spider-Man's going to do well, so I know I don't really care about, the like, how much it makes. Yeah. I know, like, fucking Venom's going to do well because people love trashy comedy movies they with do. some good action in them. They do. Like, look how much fucking Venom 1 made. That movie's garbage. Right. It is, okay. but no matter what, it's still watchable as fuck. Okay. Um, so now we've got like, we, how many movies did you watch this year, David? Uh, okay. Let me go on to my list again and count. You gotta make me do math now, Xander. Fuck you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 28. So I've got 53. Um, and there are we do have some differences, which is fun. But yeah. um, total movies overall, not just like new movies from the year. I watched three hundred films this year. Fuck you, man! You have uh, too much time. Oh yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do. Was that primarily when you were looking for a job as well? Like you were on fucking job sites and then just also watching movies in the background? Um, no. If job seekers are listening, I was looking for jobs. Um. <laughs> Right, okay. <laughs> um, I got a job now, it's all good. Um, so, <laughs> I've got some... Uh, I, I got some, like, questions that could spark conversations about some things that happened this year. Like, you saw some movies from this year. Um, yeah. But first, before we get onto movies, I want to ask, um, what was the best show of the year? Ooh, Shit. What did I watch show-wise this year? I can only think of one contender, and that's because I didn't watch many shows. What did I watch? I'm going to have a look at TV shows that released this year. Um, I mean, I can... Off the top of my head, I can think of one that I absolutely fucking loved this year, but I'm going to go through 
um, quickly. Yeah. Um, and then just have a look at what I would have watched this year. Oh, I watched that. Mm-hmm. I know another one I watched. Okay, you go and I'll um, continue like looking through. I was going to say Loki. Fuck, I forgot Loki. I forgot all the Marvel shows that have been yeah. like, I mean, the rest of the Marvel well. shows were just kind of fine. I mean, like, what if had some, like, really good highs and some really bad lows? It did. And WandaVision was okay. Falcon and Soldier had one, mostly one good scene, not even one good episode. Just, like, yeah. a scene was fucking incredible. But then yeah, the rest of it was just kind of mediocre. Um, Didn't you watch Squid Game as well? I did watch Squid Game. Squid Game was really good. Um, yeah, Squid Game was great. Loki was great. Uh, I really liked uh, Only Murders in the Building on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I really, really dug that. What about Invincible? Oh, Invincible as well. Oh, man. This might be harder than I, than I th- originally thought. Did you watch know. the Blind Spotting TV series? I didn't. Because it was behind a paywall. <laughs> it still is. I know. Um, I might it's get, sad, isn't it? I, I know. I might get that free trial, you know. Might as well, man. Um, I've heard really good things about Superman and Lois. Yeah, uh, but it's a, it's, a, it's a CW. So no, but it? like apparently it's so good that people are like, "How the fuck is this on the CW?" All right. So I'm like, I I really want to watch that. It's on BBC iPlayer at the moment. Um, Have you heard that um fucking Michael Keaton's gonna play Batman and Batgirl? Yes, I did. Yeah, nice. Um, so shows that I watched this year. Uh, just to get back onto the topic because yeah. I forgot to. Um, I obviously I watched all the Marvel shows. Um, yeah. Loki was absolutely fucking fantastic. Loki was great. Loved every second of it. Um, what else did I watch? Um, fucking Midnight Mass. I the, haven't seen that yet. I haven't, I didn't realize. Genuinely fucking incredible. A, yeah, I've, I've heard really really great things about this show. Genuinely, man, it was so fucking good. It, it I was invested from episode one. Um, Hellbound was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I remember you like Re- really 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 fucking interesting. So um, my, how my do you house, recommend my that? My housemates really didn't like that. Oh man, I loved Hellbound. It was, it was fucking weird, but it was good, man. It, it, it did kind of like scratch that itch that was left after watching, um, fucking Transbusan with just like the way that this guy makes shit. Yeah, like genuinely loved Hellbound. It was so interesting. The fucking CGI was terrifying and like the look of society in that show was oddly realistic for how fucking extreme this show is like the way that like these events happen the way that the press would then use that is like if this was to happen that's exactly how it would play out yeah it's mad but genuinely fantastic and the fact that like capitalism plays into it quite a lot as well it's just mental um, but if I was to choose one show that um, I loved this year, um, obviously I loved Invincible as well. Um, yeah, Invincible, fantastic. Stephen Ewan was incredible. J.K. Simmons was fantastic. But Invincible, like, it was really good, but 
I'm, honestly, it just le- it just left me wanting more of the boys. Yeah. If I'm entirely honest, which we're getting the boys season three on June third, thank fuck. Mm-hmm. And we're getting um, a boys spin-off show on March third. We it's are a, um, animated anthology series. I it looks really tra- fucking I weird. S- I saw that trailer. That was a uh... yeah. I saw that clip. It was, it was fucking cute. It was cute. Yeah. Um, I'm. Oh, see, see, now we've had this discussion, and I'm like, I'm seeing. <laughs> reminded you of the shows. It's reminded me of more shows. So like, um, lo- initially I was just like, yeah, Loki, obviously. <laughs> But um, also, Invincible was great. Um, Squid Game was really great. Um, what else was there? You've mentioned. Um, but Did you I'm, watch any of Cobra Kai? I didn't watch any of Cobra Kai. No, I've heard really good things about Cobra Kai, and I cannot be asked watching it. <laughs> um, oh man, I scrolled past some. I was like, oh yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, only murders in the building. Uh, I really liked, but I'm actually going to give uh, my favorite show of the year to uh, something that you've definitely not seen. Uh, Go on. I'm going to give my show of the year to uh, Ted Lasso. On oh yeah, remember you telling me about that on Apple TV? Ted Lasso is like so adorable, um, and this season really went darker, um, yeah, and not what I was expecting at all. And yeah, the show's really just like feel good, but like a good kind of feel good. Where like all the characters are just like decent people. And so like you not you know like in a normal rom com, people do shitty things because they're yeah. shitty people, and then they get together in the end, and you're meant to feel happy because they got together. But it's like in this, all the people genuinely are like caring, and they have emotions, and they all just want the best for each other. It's just really good. Yeah. Um, and I also, also got Hawkeye and also, as well. Also, it's about football. Like, um, my, <laughs> my my friend from uni watches this as well. And he said, it's weird. You come for the football, but you stay for the relationships. <laughs> and it's like, that's exactly what it is. Like, the, the football is <sighs> why people go to it, because it's, it's a show about football. But it's about the people. And it's so good. It's ve- It's very cute. Uh, I don't think you'd enjoy it, David, so I wouldn't recommend it to you. Um, but anybody who likes football, you didn't, you'd recommend it not to. Not even anyone that likes football, just like, I don't know, maybe you would like it. I might do. You never know. But I'd highly recommend it. Ted Lasso is uh, is wonderful. It's, it's a wonderful show. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, Squid Game. <laughs> I'm going to give my show of the year to um, something that I haven't actually mentioned yet. Um, I've mentioned on the podcast once, um, but my show of the year was Dexter New Blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, the ending of that has had um, a lot of people, like, it, the the fan base is divided um, on whether it was the perfect ending or whether the original ending was even better somehow. And the original ending was fucking garbage, so... Saying that is a bit of a shit in the face of this show. Yeah. But um, per, if going off my personal preference, the, the the show ended perfectly. It it really, really like helped bring up the quality of the last season of um, Dexter. And is honestly, it done now officially? Yeah, fully done. There's right. no way they're bringing back Dexter now. Oh, okay. But um, there, there might be a spin off um, at some point. 
but it wouldn't involve uh, Michael C. Hall in almost any way unless they do something specific. I'm not going to go into spoilers in case you ever watch it or you're ever yeah. curious about it in general. But um, yeah, I, I really, really loved it. Um, and should we do like a quick shout out to the shows that we were recommended a bunch that we just didn't end up watching? Because uh, I've got I, I one. Can't think of any. There's only one that I can think of, but I remember good? everybody going on about... No, um, I, you've already mentioned it. Oh, okay. I remember everybody going on about fucking Arcane, you know, the League of Legends show. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. I've heard nothing but incredible things about it. And looking at the art style for Arcane, it looks fantastic. It does. The, the animation looks great. Yeah. And, like, I remember seeing something like, we're in the post-Spider-Verse era of yes, animation. I and saw it's the fantastic. exact, I and saw genuinely, the exact same post. Yeah, and genuinely, I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Like, the fact that that's, re like, recommended based on the fact that if you enjoyed the art style of Spider-Man, like, of um, Spider-Verse, I'm considering watching this. I've seen little clips, I've um, seen cosplays, and genuinely, all the characters look fantastic, the characters seem to have a lot of chemistry together. Apparently, there's some really good representation for uh, the community in there as well. Yeah. And honestly, I thought that this was just going to be a lot of propaganda for the League of Legends. Like, I thought it was just going to be, oh, well... If you like League of Legends, you're going to like our game. And if you like our game, you're going to want to play League of Legends. But apparently, there's, like, most of the characters in the show have never appeared in the League of Legends game. Oh, it's wow. literally just a show set in the universe, which is how they're supposed to do that shit. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very much considering watching Arcane. Cool. Yeah. You know what? I, I might do as well. I, I might get around yeah. to it. Should we, at some point, should we just do a random podcast, like, really, like, middle of the year, out of nowhere, when we need to do a filler? We just watch Arcane, oh, and then just review it. Doctor Who was kind of good this year as well. I, I kind of like Doctor Who this season. Fair enough. But it's not, like, best of the year. Um yeah. Okay, do you have a movie that you wish more people saw? Ooh, I... I do. Okay. I do have a movie I wish more people saw. I have a couple of movies I wish more people saw. Okay. So the movies are um, the Fair Street Trilogy. I'm counting that as one uh, because I I want more Fair Street. I want... I mean, they, they were like number one on Netflix every week. Yeah, I know, but like you barely heard... I barely heard anything about it like on anywhere... And it's because it was just a new it was just a new Netflix movie and people were just like, oh, I'll watch this every now and then. And so like there was nothing else coming out at the time, so it's bound to go into number one on Netflix because fuck all else is coming out on it. Yeah. But genuinely I wish more people at least even if they did like did watch it, I wish more people would talk about it. Because I yeah. want more from this universe. I want that like MCU style fucking universe of Fear Street because they could very easily do it. They could, they could. Like, with, with the characters that have set up already, and with the ending of the third film, this annual, they could very easily go into an entire fucking franchise with this, and I'm more than down for it. I'm I'm begging for it, if anything. Um, um, Go on, you go for one. Movies I wish more people saw. Um, I, I've got, um... I got a couple. I got a couple. Um, one of them I would say is um, 
I mean, it, it's almost like a joke at this point, but like the last duel. Um, yeah. No one's seen the last duel. So much so that Ridley Scott is blaming uh, millennials, millennials on their millennials fucking phones. Their phones. <laughs> Which is kind of a joke um, at this point. Like, But yeah, I think The Last Jewel is criminally underseen. It's a really good movie. And, m- and more people should have seen it this year. Absolutely. I think it's worthy of attention. Um, yeah. And, and I think it should have been seen more. And uh, have you got another one? Yeah, I've got I've got a couple actually. No, I'm not going to read all of them, but um, I'm going to read at least like one more. Yeah, I'll do um, well. I wish more people saw Werewolves Within. Yes. Yeah, that's I, a good I, I, movie. Yeah, I watched it on um. It's so the story behind Werewolves Within is it's a movie based on a VR game developed by Ubisoft, and the movie is produced by Ubisoft. But the VR game's based on the drinking game. So it's a movie based on a game that's based on a game. And it sounds like that's a recipe for a da- for disaster because how the fuck he do a VR game that's just like yeah. a party game as a movie and turns out Werewolves Within fucking kills it because it's funny, it it's got a lot of character, it genuinely keeps you asking the question of who's the werewolf and at some point, is there a fucking werewolf in this movie? Yeah. Like, gen- like the, the amount of times I was literally asking myself, is there even a fucking werewolf? Oh, I thought you were literally asking me, is there... I was like, yes, David, there's a f- yeah, it's, it, there is a werewolf, yeah. Yes, I know. Um. I watched the movie, but I kept <laughs> asking myself, just like, is there a werewolf? What the fuck? Yeah. And then um, the very end, you find out there is. And it's just like, what the fuck? This is brilliant. Yeah, you can really see, like, uh, it came out at a perfect time as well that, that surely should have done better, because, like, among it's because so it had huge. like almost no fucking marketing like i, I yeah. only heard about it because of um ign doing like a random video of why it should be seen yeah and so now i'm i'm repeating what they said go watch werewolves within it's on foot if you live in the uk it's on netflix it is it's on an netflix. hour and 40 and it's a blast it's it genuinely it really a blast of a movie um i, I what the, the my, my second choice for this uh, would definitely be um, the movie Censor, which was a, a British horror film that I saw this year. Um, I think it's really uh, creative. Uh, it's about a uh, a woman who works at a censorship agency in London in like the 80s, and she acts mis- misclassif- misclassifies a movie. Um, and so like then there's a crime, in re- there's a murder happens in real life, and the guy blames seeing the the exact murder in a film that she classified incorrectly. So it, it becomes this whole discussion on the, like the rating system and stuff like that. Oh, so is and, it about like the video nasties era as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, nah, that like, actually sounds really interesting. Um, like late seventies, early eighties, like yeah, dead type stuff. Is so, it an um, actual like movie that's that they're trying to um, ban, or is it um, like a fake movie? It's fake. It's fake. It's a fake movie. Ah, oh, it would have um, been really interesting then, if they did it based on like the uh, the James Bulger incident with um, Chucky Free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she so then she like sort of starts losing her mind a bit because she's so like it's fucked her up a lot, and yeah. that, so much so that she starts she starts trying to track down the guy who creates these kind of movies. Anyway, oh, like that sounds interesting as fuck. The, actually, the final like twenty minutes were like this head fuck, and I absolutely adored it. 
That sounds um, genuinely fucking interesting. I, th- I think it's quite. I'm s- to see this. I think it's quite slow to start with, uh, but the last twenty minutes were unbelievable. So I would, uh, I would, I wish more people did see it. I understand why people didn't see it, because uh, it's like a really low budget uh, British horror film with no marketing. Yeah. I just happened to come across it. I think Edgar Wright tweeted about it until I saw it. Um, and yeah, that's it. I, I think, I think more people should have seen that this year. Yeah, fair enough. Um, this might be a slightly harder question. You might have to ponder on this one. Do you have uh, a favourite use of the word fuck in a movie this year? Oh, I think I do. I'm going to have to make sure um, that it is what I think it is. Um, just give me two seconds. Do you have a favorite use of the word fuck? I have a really basic one. Um, Go on, whilst I look for this. It's Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, it's right right at the end of the movie. Uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> you don't care. Um, Venom eats... Uh, Woody Harrelson's head off and as he yeah, says he goes, it oh fuck this guy yeah literally says fuck this guy um, <laughs> he's having this wonderful. like massive fucking like <laughs> he's just doing his entire like bit at the end is in his external monologue yeah. like the the usual fucking stupid shit and out of nowhere Venom just goes fuck this guy and eats his head eats that's his head. incredible yeah, absolutely wonderful. Um, um, my, I, I do have um, I do have my favorite. Okay, go on. And I'm, I'm kind of sad that you didn't choose it. Um, <laughs> it's in Mortal Kombat when Kano says, "Kano wins, you fucking beauty." I knew you were going to say that. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> I love that so much. It's so good. Yeah, good, 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 oh, good it, It's great. It's so good. Just the way he has like so much fun with that line as well. He's like, he's you can tell that smile is genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's because he's a Kano like main in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. That's so I mean. um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> hearing Kano say "you fucking beauty." Um, like ah, oh, top tier. The next two questions are polar opposites. Um, do you want do you want a positive or negative one first? Negative. Most disappointing movie. Oh, I I can definitely tell you this one. And I think me and you will have a, a yeah. I, I, I've we have got the exact same. I've probably got the same answer, but I I can choose another option. I'll I've got go two first. as well. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Okay, I'm gonna go for my personal. Yeah. Um, like no, I know one. I know it's coming it's, here. Yeah, it's Halloween Kills. Absolutely. And I think I know what your one is as well. What a, gar- Just say what a garbage movie. Um, I'm so disappointed, man. My biggest disappointment... Um, I, you know what? I've got two. I've got two. One of them, the first one, is um, Fast and Furious 9. I okay. wanted it to be dumb, like, dumber and more self-aware than it was. But it's still, like... This franchise's problem is that in moments it takes itself too seriously. Like in the seventh film, um, Vin Diesel fought Jason Statham with tr- two crowbars on a parking lot and then stepped on the parking lot and it broke open. Like that's insane. Um, but in this one, like it's it's 
now that Dwayne Johnson's gone, it's all far too serious, and it's like I don't actually. Care yeah, and anymore. he's he's standing by the fact that he's never going to return as well. Like Dwayne, fucking Vin yeah, Diesel did that, that massive post, that. and then Dwayne Johnson just said, "This basically this is just fucking manipulation, mate. I'm not fucking doing it." Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. The fast franchise can live without me. You don't need me. Fuck you. Um, my other big, my other big disappointment for the year was uh, the Green Knight. Oh, this is not a bad movie by any stretch, and it is a movie that I did really enjoy. But I was really waiting for it to become one of my favorite movies of all time. I was waiting to sit there and be enthralled in this fucking weird movie, and weird <sighs> it, it is weird. But it's just not what I I. It's just not I. I set my expectations too high, so I kind of fucked myself on this, and I'll accept that. I'll accept the L. Uh, so one of my most disappoint, one of my biggest disappointments from the year is that the Green Knight is not one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay, we do. I I have a second one then. Go on. Uh, don't breathe too. Were you disappointed in that though? Did I was you... really just I was expecting that to be a lot better than it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what makes it like. I I wasn't surprised, but I was still disappointed that it was such a shit film and they did they like when we did our podcast on it me and you literally rewrote the movie in a much better way that should have happened and that would have been perfect we did do that it would have been incredible if it was that but it wasn't and it's really disappointing it wasn't yeah yeah that was a that was a bad movie that was a Um, really bad movie biggest surprise of the year oh surely yours is first street Honestly, it kind of wasn't because I saw the trailers like leading up to it, and like I was immediately like, "This is gonna be fucking mint." Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I didn't think I'd love it that much, but I was genuinely enthralled with like how incredible it was. So I was more than happy with it. Um. So my biggest surprise of the year was actually Free Guy. Yeah, Free Guy was. We we were waiting for it to be terrible. Yeah, and we literally, like, what was the other movie that we were going to do instead? Like, what was the movie we did instead of doing Free Guy? Don't Breathe 2. Yeah, we did Don't Breathe 2. Yeah. So fuck you, Xander. I was just so convinced it was going to be terrible. I was so convinced. Man, that movie was fucking fun. Yeah, it was a fun, cute movie. Like, GTA Online the movie, what can go wrong with that, genuinely? Yeah, I don't know. You can't do anything wrong. They, They captured it perfectly. Very solid movie. Um, my biggest surprise... You're, you're probably going to laugh because you're going to be like, Xander, you were hyping this up already. But, like, um, I'm going to go for um, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, I, I understand that. I, I think was it ex- was... I was expecting it to be a piece of shit. I, I was I, I was hoping it would be good, but I was, I, I was sure it was not going to be that good. And then I watched it, and I fucking loved it i did not expect to love it like it's I, I spoiler alert already it is in my top 10 of the year and i wasn't i was nowhere near thinking it was going to be that that good um even to a point where like when we're doing the the uh that superhero tournament we did um marvel versus dc i was voting for this over some um some other huge films 
um, so, some of the huge superhero films because it's yeah. it's that good that I know that the more time I spend with it, the more I'm gonna love it. Um, so yeah, that w- that was a huge surprise for me this year. Um, I'm just looking down the list now to see if there's any others that I would consider a big surprise. Not really, not really. Just yeah, Zack Snyder's just as late. I would say. Um, the last jewel as well but that's kind of i wish more people saw it because it was a huge surprise uh so it's kind what, of, what yeah. was the question again um biggest surprise of the year okay i have one okay black widow i was expecting it to be great and it was a piece of shit and i was surprised how how fucking horrible it was that's disappointing yeah but it like also a big surprise no like big biggest surprise is like wow this is great a surprise is good all right disappointment is bad okay i'm gonna add black widow to my other disappointment as well okay okay (laughs) um Um, i I, i've got a question here and it's gonna take a moment to try and explain the wording of it Um, okay what's the biggest erection of a movie so like I'm describing the movie as a throbbing erection. Like the movie has a hard on for something. Um what what is the biggest erection of the year movie wise? Spider Man No Way Home and Nostalgia. Um that yeah, it was to to be to be honest, it was either gonna be Spider Man or Justice League. Spider Man for, for nostalgia and Justice League for uh, fucking Batman, but just Zack Snyderisms. Yeah, genuinely. Um, <laughs> for just being a Zack Snyder movie. Halloween Kills has a real hard on for ending things tonight. Yeah, it, they have a really, really big hard on for evil dying. Black Widow has a real big hard on for bad smelling men. Yeah, for pheromones. <laughs> pheromones. Mitchell's versus Machines has a big hard on for machines. Don't do that to Mitchell's and Machines, bro. Why would you do that? Why would you? Why would you sm- smut it like that? Um, the French Dispatch has a has a giant hard on for everything being in the center of frame. It's a Wes Anderson film. That was that was what? all I got there. Uh, that was a dumb question. I'm gonna move on. Um, I mean, Venom Two has a big hard on for like raves. It does. What? Why did people think that movie's good? <laughs> why did it make $700 million? This is why we can't have nice things. Because Venom 2 exists. Yo, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, Venom 2 would have made a billion. Pre-COVID, Venom 2 would have made a billion. That's unreal, bro. That's fucking unreal. And somehow Norwich have just beat Watford 3-0. What is what is this world? Anyway, sorry. Liz was... Wonderland has a massive hard on for Final Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on. Um, <laughs> okay, we've got three. We've got three questions left. Um, Wait, no, I've got one more. I've got one more joke. Come on. Okay, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Disney has a massive hard on for hating Bruno. Okay, that was kind of funny. Yeah, because Luca has Silencio Bruno. Why is it with Disney and Bruno, man? We don't talk about Bruno. We um, don't talk about Bruno, no, no, um, no. The most what the fuck movie moment. 
I think the wording's a bit shit. The biggest what the fuck moment in a movie this year. Sorry, I was um, singing. Uh, we didn't talk about Bruno Mad. Yes, I know. You I know. You <laughs> the, the, there are a couple of really obvious ones. Uh, what what the fuck can either be like what the fuck that's amazing or what the fuck that's weird. Okay, so pheromones. <laughs> just like big, just like, like this is like surprising <laughs> moments. Yeah, pheromones. I was fucking surprised by that. I was fuck, taken aback. Fuck off, man. Um, <laughs> um, genuinely, um, honestly, I think free guy with um, like all of the cameos at the fucking end. Chris Evans. Like, yeah, Chris Evans, fucking Hugh Jackman, and then all like the weapons and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We even got the fucking Fortnite um, like llama thing. Like, yeah. as much as I, I don't like Fortnite, I did like that Easter egg because that's cute as fuck. Um, I um, think yeah. Um, another huge what the fuck moment was uh, the post credit scenes of Venom. Yeah, genuinely. Absolutely huge what the fuck moment from the year. Um, and then obviously the entirety of Spider-Man No Way Home was a huge what the fuck yeah. moment for multiple reasons. Um, Jared Leto's scene from Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'd say it was yeah. a really big what the fuck. Because all of us were like, what the fuck? Why has he brought Jared Leto back? And then by the end of it, we're all like, what the fuck? Why is this kind of good? Yeah, but what the fuck? Why did they bring Jared Leto back? It made no fucking sense. But like, why the fuck? What the fuck? Why was it kind of good? I mean, Jared Leto's scene wasn't um, that great. He, ba- he just ripped off the fucking, like, society S- joke. Society. And then it wasn't even included. Um, they got caught. I think another huge what the fuck moment was the start of Suicide Squad. The opening ten minutes. The entirety of Suicide Squad. No, no, I think just the 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 opening ten minutes where they kill okay, off but genuinely the cast. The lovability the of King Shark was a big what the fuck moment for me. I, feel I like adore that little fucker. I feel like you're you're missing the point of this of this question. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I, I have I, one. It, it was genuinely surprising how much I love that guy. I have one final thing for what the fuck moments as well. Um, it's for the movie Malignant. This okay. movie has arguably the biggest what the fuck movie moment of all time. Arguably. Are you going to, you know, continue your thought or are you just going to say that? Listen, I really want to describe it to you with no context, but I also really want you to see the movie and experience it. But there's also a part of me that knows you are never, ever going to just watch this movie because I tell you to. But I might. You bastard. What do you want me to do, David? Don't do it. Don't. Don't. You know what? We're going to have an episode at some point this year on that movie. I'm going to buy it. You're going to watch it. And we're going to talk about it. Because, if you pay for it, I'll watch it. Because I have to know. I have to know that other people out there have seen this movie. And that I can talk to other people about it openly. And just know what, what's going on. What, what the fuck's going on. Um, Yeah, Malignant, if you have not seen it, 
watch it. Let us know when you get to that what the fuck moment. Um, let us know on on uh, Facebook or Instagram. We respond to you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. We'll do. Tell you what we'll do. We'll do worst movie. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Um. I'll let you go first. Okay. I'm. <sighs> I'm gonna have to like talk spoilers for it, I, so I am sorry, but I don't think you're gonna give a shit. Okay. So the worst movie from this year for me was surprisingly not Halloween Kills, and surprisingly not Don't Breathe Two. Okay. And surprisingly not Black Widow. Okay. The worst movie from the year for me was Spiral from the Book of Saw. Wow, you watched that recently as well. That was so. Oh my god. Right. The one thing I will say about this movie is the kills are good. Like the traps are genuinely interesting and the reasoning for the traps, like and the the context behind them, almost all fantastic. Um the first one being like this the like every single person that dies is a cop. Um or an ex-cop. And they basically what happens is the guy's hung up over a railroad track with um a, his tongue stuck in a trap and then the tv comes on and he gets told you've railroaded many innocent lives into um going into prison on the stand so either take the tongue that you have used to send these innocent lives to prison or be hit by a train essentially make your choice and so the way that he has to do it is he he specifically has to throw his body off of the chair to rip his tongue out and what he tries to do is he tries to unbind his hands which of course are binded with barbed wire why wouldn't they be it's fucking sore tries to unbind his hands with barbed wire rips it out and then push um his tongue like off from like his mouth but he, he didn't follow the instructions and so didn't try and jump. He tried to jump at the last minute and then splat. Um, yeah, he gets hit by the fucking train. It's pretty funny, to be honest. Um, but then, like, the rest of the movie, other than the kills, the, the, the actual killer, the reveal of who the killer is, is so shit. Like, the, the killer, essentially, I'm sorry for spoiling it, I don't think you're going to watch it, but anybody who is going to watch this movie, just go away and watch it now because I'm about to spoil it. Uh, Xander put a spoiler thing here. No. Yes, it's spoilers still. I Even if it's in film nobody gives a shit about. Fine, do it, Xander. I don't, I don't want no spoilers. Spoilers. There you go. Um, so the killer is the um, the like the like buddy cop that Chris Rock gets with him from the like very early on in the movie, and his reasoning is because Chris Rock um, hand like sent like handed in his old partner who was a like corrupt cop after killing the new buddy cop's dad when he was a kid and so he went after every single corrupt cop in the entire place but the thing is almost every single one of the cops that he kills has a tie to chris rock's character in a negative way including his own father who's samuel jackson plays and samuel jackson is boring as shit in this movie chris rock can't fucking act at all like the only 
like person who's even slightly decent in this is the buddy cop character and even he's kind of shit it's genuine I, I went into this movie expecting a bit of fun with a trashy saw film some good kills and a decent story and i went out with good kills and a fucking horrendous story and was more disappointed and wasted my time watching it and i'm so annoyed that i didn't watch pig instead on that day thank god i watched pig afterwards um yeah. like a couple of days after because it was on sky and thank christ i watched it on sky because i was about to buy it two days before it released onto sky cinema so i'm kind of glad i watched saw that day yeah but i also am very annoyed that i watched saw that day because fuck me was it a waste of time uh yeah it sounds it sounds like it mate genuinely um, man it's so boring yeah now this is why i don't watch that shit um Okay, that's that's a that's a fairly solid answer. Um, I've I've got a I've got a top five. Black Widow is not in it. Oh, Black Widow would have been number six. Uh, my 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 bottom five worst movies of the year were Don't Breathe, number five. Number four was a movie called America: The Motion Picture. I remember you were actually quite hyped for that as well. I was, and it was fucking dreadful. It was so... I was thinking, like, I haven't heard Xander talk about this movie since it was released, because I was looking at 2021 movies, was... I was like, Xander never talked about this. It was too weird for its own good. Like, it it, it was very strange. Like, there, there was, like, it was trying to tell this story of American history, but then, like, everyone was, like, talking about Twitter, and, uh, like, the, the main villain was... Like he betrayed America, but he was also a werewolf. Um, and like George Washington was best friends with Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln gets eaten by a werewolf, and that ends up being the guy. Is who... Abraham Lincoln gay in it? No, no. But Channing Tatum plays so it's not George even accurate. Washington. Um, and they get like loads of people. It's weird, and it's like you know it could be a cool concept, but it's just like it takes itself like way overboard past like it feels like you know when you do like a school play but it's like just your friends and you're like just trying to improv it through yeah it just kind of falls apart yeah it just fell apart by the end which is a shame because i thought it could have been quite fun um willie's wonderland was three that was one of your worst movies of the year it's fucking trash mate Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, man. I'm not nah, going to lie. It's dumb as it's... fuck, but it's so fun to watch. Number two was Halloween Kills. Yep. Agreed. And uh, number one, I, 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 I should probably preface it this by saying, um, I, me and David have been quite fortunate in that we try not to do, if there's a new movie coming out, we try not to do bad movies like necess specifically bad movies that come out because we spend money at the cinema so like we try and just watch the films that are good and then all the netflix releases that are shit we try and stay away from them because like why why would we bother um yeah so we don't watch that many bad movies which is why black widow is anywhere near the bottom of this list because realistically black widow isn't one of the worst films of the year N realistically it's not um yeah whether or not I'd seen lots of bad movies, this movie would probably still be in that list, and that's old. Yeah, fair. Thank Christ I didn't go and watch movie. it. Jesus Christ, it's bad. 
It's just like the script is so awful. The, the, the idea is good, but then like it's just the dialogue is appalling and it's it's funny in the worst possible ways. Um, and like the camera angles are weird as well. I don't know how, but somehow he's got worse at directing. I didn't think that was possible. Genuinely, like, M. Night Shyamalan is one of those directors that he's really famous and, like, people always talk nothing but good things about him. But he doesn't have almost any good movies. He's got, like, two. I, I genuinely think, like, I, I appreciate the originality. I think it's a really great idea. And I would love if M. Night Shyamalan did a movie every two years and it was just super original and he try and he and he's trying he's clearly trying and putting out new concepts and just throwing ideas at the wall and just yeah make it if someone's going to give you the money to make it make it do it um it won't always make a good movie and this is a clear example of that this movie's bad um there you go Xander. yes i have um i have some bad news why is the bad news Mission Impossible 7 has been delayed to July 2023. I want to slip my wrists. And Mission Impossible 8 has been delayed until June 28th, 2024. It was supposed to come out in September this year, man. That was my one hope. Go cry. It was the one thing keeping me going. Right. We're, we're, at the, we're at the tail end of this podcast now. We're doing it. We're getting there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um... Best movie. Now, best what, movie. Best movie. The breast movie of the year. So what we're going to do is me and David have both got our top tens of the year. And we're going to alternate all the way up to one. Is that okay. cool? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start. So um, my number 10 was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ah. My number 10 was uh, Last Night in Soho. Ooh. Yeah. Good on me. Yeah. It's a good film, man. Absolutely. Really good film. Really good film. Um, so my number nine, um, unsurprisingly it's in my top ten list, is Mortal Kombat. Wow. In your top ten, really? Wow. Yeah, Jake, I fucking love that. I mean, I've watched it like three times now and I <laughs> like it it's it, the story's trash, but the the action alone yeah, brings fun, it up so hell. much. Like, I genuinely, it's one of those films where you can turn it on, turn your brain off, but then the second an action scene comes up, you're like, right, get me my fucking popcorn. <laughs> yeah, get me my fucking violin. Good point, good point. Um, number nine for me was uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, oh, that's not even in my top ten. Yeah, truly, truly a masterpiece from, from our goat. Um, <laughs> no, genuinely, I, I'm, 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 I'm glad that this this happened, this movement happened, um, and I'm glad Snyder's now moving away from it and can do his own thing, um, and I'm excited to see what he does next. I'm the dead seven, apparently. <laughs> no. Um, my number eight is a movie you have not seen. Um, it's Pig. Yeah, I need to see this. I need to see this. It's really fucking good, man. I believe you. I believe you. I will say it's nothing like what I've heard about it. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing at all. If anything, it plays way better because it's nothing like what I've heard. 
Yeah. Like you set your expectations to see like one thing and you see something else and it's just, it blows you away of how beautiful this movie is. Like the soundtrack, the like the cinematography is incredible. There's a stellar performance from Nicolas Cage and genuinely like he is, he is at some of his best in this. Like granted, one of my favorite, like pretty much my favorite Nicolas Cage movie is Mandy. Yeah, I will always say Nick, like Mandy is the best Nicolas Cage movie because it's the most Nicolas Cage movie. It is. It's so good. that might change in April. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the moment, that is the most Nicolas Cage movie. But this isn't one, and it works like that. It, it's not a standard Nicolas Cage film. It's just a film with him in it, kind of thing. Yeah. Even though he's the main star. It's weird to explain it like that, but that's the best way I can explain it. It doesn't feel like he's in it. Cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, My number eight was a... Dune. Of course it was. Dune was great. I love Dune. I love my boy Timmy Chalamet. Um, I love Jason Momoa. And Oscar Isaac as well, man. Everyone was so good. The story's really interesting. And uh, I'm ready for the sequel right now. Inject it into my fucking veins. Um, okay, so my number seven, um, bit of a surprise in this, um, is Encanto. Yeah. Yeah, genuinely really love that movie, man. I've, I've watched it twice since it released on Disney Plus and I have... Loved it both times. I've since like Christmas Day, I have had We Don't Talk About Bruno in my head because it's such a banger. Like, I usually don't get stuck on the Disney like musical songs that go in the charts. Like, I didn't give a shit about Let It Go. I didn't even, I've still not watched Moana, but We Don't Talk About Bruno, incredibly cat. I don't like the bits where it's just like they're talking about the fact that dinner's coming and her boyfriend's here. It just feels so out of fucking place. But like when the kid starts singing, like the shape-shifting kid, it sends chills down my fucking spine. He's got such a great voice. So um yeah, and then like the story of it is so cute. It's it is it shows that like even the people that are the least special are the most special, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm glad that the, the, the resolution of that film wasn't she gets a power. Yeah. I'm really glad. Genuinely. Like, I've seen, like, a, a few theories that her power, like, the fact that she doesn't have a power means that she's the keeper of the magic. Mm. And I kind of like that. I do like the fact that she is the magic. That's why she doesn't have any power because she I helps got everybody the magic else by having magic in me. Yeah, exactly. Every time I touch that track, it turns into gold. Fuck's sake. Now everybody wants some presto magic. Watch it. You can stop now. Watch it. But yeah, genuinely, like, and even when, even if that's not true, like, I, I like to think it is, but even if that theory is completely false. And she's just, you know, the odd one out in the family. It's really nice to see that resolution that she's still the odd one out in the family. Like, there's still the super strong woman, this, that, and the other. There's still the shapeshifter. There's still the guy that can fucking see, like, into the future. 
Yeah. But she's just as important. Yeah, man. And they finally realise that. It's a really heartwarming film. Yeah, I really dug it. Um, I'm... I'm excited to see it again. Definitely. Yeah. My number seven was also an animated film. Oh. It was uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Yeah, that was fucking good, man. Talk about a great family film. Like, it's genuinely. Family. Two, two great family films, but I think this one just like feels a little more like real. Uh, hear me yeah. out here. Hear me out. I know it's about like a robot apocalypse. No, no, I, I get you though. Like, like, it feels like the dynamic is perfect like yeah. they feel like real people they do and the animation's so great oh once again um, it's the po- it's the post spider-verse era yeah exactly 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 and so- it's from the same studio yeah, as well I was gonna say sony pictures animation honestly can do no wrong at the moment oh, every film man. they come out with is a banger so um except yeah. for hotel transylvania <laughs> we uh, should do four, man. No, 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 it's no. It's not No, right? you shut your whole mouth. <laughs> we, we need to do. We need to do the entire quadrilogy, man. Um, no, it's not happening, David. Yeah, suck suck your mum, David. We're gonna S- do it. Suck but your yeah, mom. can I also just say, I like in that movie, I love that evil furbies is a thing because there's like there's a game all about evil uh, furry furbies, not furries. Fucking hell. Hmm um like there's a there's a game about evil evil furbies and they could have easily just ripped off that game and they did the exact opposite they made it fucking hilarious the they evil did. furby that scene was, that was so like funny. furby shooting out a giant fucking laser what yeah. the shit i saw the memes the memes were great um, <laughs> it just reminded me of the laser baby <laughs> yeah yeah from uh the boys from the boys yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and that, <laughs> Let the dark harvest begin. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, it was so. It's such a funny movie. It's really cute and it's got a great message. And the dog, yeah, fucking hilarious. Oh, so, that yeah, dog is incredible. Number, number seven was Mitchell's versus the machines. Um, yeah. What was your six? My number six was Last Night in Soho. Ah, good movie. Good movie. Let's talk. Fuck, about, I, I sort of skipped past it earlier. Um, good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, like last night. So, like, it's hard to impress me with horror films because, like, I'm I'm so used to like modern horror being so shit and just fueled with jump scares and only relying on jump scares for the horror. Yeah, like nothing relies on suspense anymore, and I'm sick to death of it. And I think Edgar Wright understands that more than anybody else. He understands that modern horror relies on so much fucking just so many jump scares or something. I mean, he still has them in there because he has to appeal to the wider audience. So, you know, you always have to have a few jump scares here and there. Even like Halloween 2018 has a few in there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's modern horror. They kind of have to. It, it's horror in 2020 and 21 and 22, this bullshit. So no matter what, you have to have a few, but suspense is the real, like, horror in this movie and that's where it does its best. Like, my my fucking like hairs stand on edge whenever there's a suspenseful scene and i don't mean suspenseful as like the camera panning round and is it gonna appear is it not like in the fucking like with conjuring 2 with the nun yeah like that shit's just bullshit that i i can see that shit coming from a mile away i mean shit like in the library yeah where it's like just no music you're just seeing the character and nothing's happening 
and then you know something's gonna happen but you're just waiting for it yeah it's perfect i fucking love that stuff uh i think just like the first half of that movie is absolute perfection yeah genuinely i think i do agree with you the last half does kind of fall off a bit where it starts getting really ghosty and just like overdoing it yeah but i think i think the first half is so perfect that i can kind of forgive the movie's misgivings in the second half yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah um my number six this might sound controversial because i feel like this is going to be really a lot higher on yours and it was higher on mine but i sort of reshuffled towards the end of the year my number six is the suicide squad yeah fair though um yeah we've taught this movie to death but like it's it is really great um yeah you know there's a reason it's here it's so funny it's so full of heart i watched it again at christmas um and it's yeah fantastic the performances are great Every now and then, I do go back and just watch the opening 10 minutes. Yeah, because genuinely, that opening 10 minutes is basically just like a short film. Yeah. Genuinely, it's fantastic. I feel like he probably just made that as the proof of concept. Yeah, probably. And they were just like, okay, this is the opening scene. He's like, okay, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's my number six. Uh, number so... Five, my number five, bit of a cheat here. I'm I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but I, I kind of had to. Um, the Fair Street Trilogy. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Yeah, because it, it, it technically, like, is one long movie. Yeah. Like, they, they don't, like, they start right after the other. They released week after week, so it's kind of like a miniseries more than anything. And then if they did, like, a super edit, it'd be like yeah. a five-hour-long horror film. Yeah, and another. I... I've, I've talked this movie to death. Yeah. Um, I loved it. And yeah. yeah I, the First Street Trilogy, go watch it, please. I beg you. Um, yeah, that's my number five. Uh, my number five is The Last Jewel. <laughs> um, sake. I loved this movie unexpectedly. Uh, I thought it was... Um, it feels like a uh, like a medieval Rashomon, uh, which is a Japanese... It's a Kurosawa film from the 50s. Where like it's the same crime, it's like a police detective thing, and it's the same crime told from different perspectives. Yeah, and it's that's exactly what this film is. The, the this is the same set of events told from three different perspectives, and it is kind of makes me think of um Dunkirk. Yeah, like yeah. the same story told from like yeah. this, the, the perspective like, of each person. But like instead, instead of that one, that that one's a little bit different. That one's like it's dealing with the time, time of it as well. This is like someone says. So, so from there's there's three perspectives: there's Matt Damon's, Adam Driver's, and Jodie Comer's. Matt um, Damon. Matt Damon. And from Matt Damon's perspective, he says something to Adam Driver. Um, that that he's like shows that he's in charge. You know, he's like the cool like. The cool night, and he shows um, Adam Driver that he's like he's keeping calm and cool and collected. And then from Adam Driver's perspective, Matt Damon sounds like a fucking crazy guy. Yeah, and he's just like, wow, this guy's really weird. Like, you know, the, and this is why then the other things that happen do happen because Matt Damon's so so obviously weird early on with Adam Driver, um, and it just changes the context of every scene every single time. Um, and it's so fantastic. 
Um, Fair enough. And Jodie Comer, man, she's just like a fucking national treasure. I know she's Scouse, but still, I do kind of love her. Um, yeah, Gorschloch. Um, yeah, I know Ridley Scott's a cunt and he hates young people because we've all got our phones. But like, we've genuinely, got our genuinely he, did, he, he did happen to just make one of the best films of the year and no one's seen it. So I would be pretty pissed as well. So go and check out The Last Jewel. It is available in the UK on uh, Disney+. Plus. In America, it's just come on HBO Max. Fair enough. Um, my number four um, was Luca. Luca's good. That was, that was just outside really my top good. ten. That was number 12 for me. Yeah, Luca's really, really good, man. I, I figure it's really cute. It's it's so gay. Really funny. It's really fucking gay. The animation as well, like them becoming the sea the sea monsters, is adorable. It is. Like the honestly, I I need more Luca in my life. Yeah. And man. yeah, Silencio Bruno, you little prick. <laughs> my number four was um one of two Andrew Garfield movies in my top ten. It's um <laughs> Tick Tick Boom. It's Tick Tick Boom. I've been I, meaning to watch it. I know, I know, and um I know you'll get to it because you love and appreciate my uh, my opinion on movies. This movie's great. Um That's not why I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it because of the one clip I've seen where he just screams Fuck off Andrew Garfield uh, and, I can't stop laughing at it every and, time. Andrew Garfield, Oscar nomination inbound and should be a win. Should I be. I fucking, I wish, just for that scene alone. Um, And also for his acting on the press tour for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, <laughs> Literally. He, um, yeah, he's... He's, he's... He lied to Emma Watson. Emma Stone. No, Emma Stone even. Yeah. Fucking hell, wrong he's, Emma. He's another national treasure. Uh, we should protect him at all costs. Um, yeah, Tick Tick Boom is fantastic. The story of um, of the guy who created Rent, Jonathan Larson, and about his life, but also told through one of his other musicals. Um, it's really great, and um, there's some great moments. So there's like one of the songs is called Therapy, um, and it's it's him having an argument with his girlfriend, and it's intercut with uh, the st- stage performance of this song called Therapy. Um, and he's having having a really arg- big argument, and it's him staring at the camera blankly, like a like a ventriloquist doll, and it starts saying like I feel bad that you feel bad that I feel bad about you feeling bad, and like just general argument shit, and like you know when you're trying to make an argument better, and you're just trying to yeah. say things like really stupid like that, but yeah, it's so funny, it's really funny. Um, the, the delivery on that song is fantastic, and Vanessa Hudgens Hudgens is great as well in this movie. Um, she only shows up a, a little bit, but she is she is fantastic. Um, yeah, go and watch Tick Tick Boom. He's available now on Netflix. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, my number three, um, we've already mentioned this, is uh, Mitchell's versus Machines. Yeah, good movie. I really fucking loved that movie. It it was really um, wow. everything that I said before. Genuinely, I. I can't believe how much I enjoyed that movie. Fucking Sony Animation. Just make everything, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Buy Pixar. <laughs> um, number three for me, I have a feeling it's still g- going to come on your list. Um, It's the biggest movie of the year. It's Spider-Man No Way Home. 
That's number three. I thought that was going to be number one for you. No. No. Um, I've got a couple of other movies that are higher up. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home is the culmination of everything Spider-Man for the last 20 years. Um, yeah. It's an absolute blast. Tom Holland is now the definitive Spider-Man. Um, and he stakes that claim with uh, with purpose in this movie. Um, I think uh, all the surprises are great. I think um, Zendaya is also really great in this movie. And um, it's the movie that gives um, us hope for Daredevil season four. And w- Willem Dafoe, man. Willem Dafoe is the best, Willem Dafoe is so the fucking best good. villain in Marvel Phase 4. It, uh, so far, and one of the best Marvel villains of all time. Yeah, um, genuinely. Yeah, Spider-Man Away Home, what a belter. Um, it's it's pro- it's probably one of the best superhero movies ever made. Um, yeah, great stuff. Really great stuff. Okay, my uh, my number two um, is the Suicide Squad. Right, I I really loved it. Um, the like I said before, the opening ten minutes, fantastic. The comedy in it, fantastic. The music, incredible. Um, every single performance was just perfect. Yeah, it made me realize that like wrestlers can actually be good actors. Um, yeah, John Cena. Because John Cena is genuinely fucking soul. incredible. He puts his heart and soul into this movie. It just makes me realize that Dwayne Rock Johnson is probably just a shit actor. <laughs> and yeah. not necessarily that wrestlers are shit actors. Because um, I'm trying to... Vikings fucking wrestler. Like, there was a, um, a wrestler, I can't remember who it was. Um, Adam Copeland um, is in Vikings as well. Um, Adam Copeland is Edge in WWE and he's fucking incredible in Vikings he plays um, Shettle in like the last few seasons and fucking hell is he he's really good so him and John Cena have both made me realise that yeah wrestlers can apparently be good actors (laughs) who'd have thunk it yeah it's not just the fact that they're all shit and realizing that the only thing that they can really do is say lines off a script because let's face it wrestling is fake as fuck but no and it's just the rock dwayne the rock johnson is shit who would have funk it <laughs> um dave batista's great as well he was a wrestler dave batista is fantastic um, um yeah like idris elba you, you you can't you know you can't beat him in this movie they, like Idris Elba is perfect in this film. Yes, is yeah. Suicide and I can't Squad wait is, to uh, hear sexy Knuckles' voice. Suicide Squad is definitely a highlight from the year for me as well. Uh, number two is a, a movie that I'm I'm now starting to think that David might have forgotten that we watched this year. Um, it's Palm well, Springs. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, I um. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna have to take back what I said about my number two and remove Ghostbusters as my um. My top, my ten. All right. Okay. So um, my number two is Spider-Man: No Way Home. Oh fuck off! No, you're not doing this. Right, fine. Fine, 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 fine. 
Um, yeah, whatever, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Everything's moved down one. Um, for, for all the reasons, as Xander said. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, but you, you, you talk about France being for a second, and then I'll talk about it more in a minute. Um, tell you what, then, I won't talk about it right now. I'll let you have your moment for it to be your favorite yeah. movie of the year. Oh, it's so um, good, man. Then, I, yeah, go on, then. Um... Shocker! Uh, my number one film was Palm Springs that I definitely didn't forget that we talked that we watched this year. We did watch. It I thought. Year. See, I was gonna add Palm Springs into my into my list, but the thing is, like, I I, I was gay. I added um, Guns Akimbo into my list. And I went off the UK release for that, and Palm Springs released in twenty twenty in the in twenty twenty in the US and twenty twenty one in the UK. Yeah. So I just forgot about all about it. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I thought it released in 2020 because I saw it on Amazon. I was like, oh, it was a 2020 movie. I thought I watched it very late 2020. But no, I watched it in like March or April. And fucking hell, that movie is perfect. I don't think I've ever watched a more perfect comedy, drama, rom-com, fucking time loop thing. And granted, that's a very niche thing, but Groundhog Day exists. That's exactly, it's literally just taking what Groundhog Day wants to do and doing it a million times better. Like, the writing is incredible. Fucking, like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, I, um, it, it's, it's the relationship. Oh, the, it's so the, cute. Yeah, that their, their, their characters are just, like, I, I like the theories on, like, that Andy Samberg has been there for, like, 50 years. Well, it's not even like a full theory as well. Like there's there's a bit of a um yeah there's bit there's a little bit of hints towards how long he's been there, and he's he never he doesn't even remember how long he's been there. And it's like that they have an opportunity to get out, and he's like, I'm scared to leave. Like yeah, I'm so comfortable here now. So you know full well that he's been in there for so long that there's no way he could ever leave. But you also know like when it's when you watch it for the for the second time when you're watching it for the first time you think he's just kind of weird at the party because i i really tried to stay away from everything when we're going into this movie uh, oh, yeah, so the only thing i knew is that it was time loop yeah and then he starts like at the start he's like you know he gets up and does that speech right at the start and we're like oh what the fuck and he starts um doing the dancing but like knowing exactly where everyone's gonna move and it's like yeah. you just think he's like really drunk and like just feeling the vibe of the room, but then the second time you watch it, you're like, oh my god, he just he just doesn't know everything. Like that's mad. Yeah, he's literally mapped out every single part of it. Yeah, which is nutty. That's scary, man. It's just, yeah, like the idea of it, and like the poster alone is already really fucking interesting. Like looking at the the, the never ending pool that is the road. Yeah, yeah is yeah. really cool, and like. Everything about this film is incredible. The like the story of it, the fact that it's like a it's just a wedding and he's just stuck in a time loop at a wedding. Like you'd think you'd have a have a blast there, but there's only so much you can really do. Yeah. And the fact that like later on in the story you find out that he's actually been with her so many times, it's just the first time she's remembered. And it's just like, wow, he's he's kind of a piece of shit. He is. He is a bit of a piece of shit, but you can kind of understand where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's it's... clearly like had some form of like feelings for her in the first place. He's he's obviously had some kind of like connection with her at some point. It's just he knew it would never go anywhere because he knew he was the only one in the time loop. But the second she's stuck in it, 
you can see, like, even in his face, it's like, I actually have somebody to, you know, talk to now. It's different. It is different, yeah. Like, the the relationship changes immediately, and Andy Samberg plays it to perfection. And then J.K. Simmons as well is just, it's honestly heartbreaking hearing about his story as well. Like, you, you think he's just some dickhead who wants to kill him, but... Then when he goes to his house, you you hear the uh, like the the reasoning for it. Yeah. You hear the reasoning why he's wanting to kill him over and over again. It's like, fuck, I I I kind of agree with him. I um, I probably would too. Yeah. Krista Malotti, man, she's she's really great as well. Oh my god, as, yes. As the, as, the, as the the main lead actress. She's a... Uh, yeah, it's it's a great movie, and uh, if you haven't seen it, oh. yet, you should definitely check it out on Amazon Prime. My number one of the my number one film of the year is uh, yeah a movie that it's also criminally underseen because Apple bought it, so it's on Apple TV Plus, and like no one has that. Yeah, um, it is a movie called Coda. I've heard um, really good things about this, uh, just from me. No, I've I've heard um, stuff about it like online here and there as well. All oh, right, okay, yeah, Coda's fantastic. Uh, Coda stands for Child of Deaf Adults. Yeah, and it's about this uh this girl in high school who's like sort of an outcast, and her dream is to become a singer and to sing. But her entire family is deaf. Apart from her, she's the only person who can hear in her family, and so she like is is stuck with stuck with her family as like their translator because they can't really function without her. And so then, when she starts getting pulled away to other things to, to like try and live her own life, it sort of the family sort of falls apart. It's really beautiful, man. It's like these little stories that just tickle my heart and these always end up being my favorites of the year it's always the smaller films that i like the most because they just they just mean something to me you know what i mean and like the 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 girl the main girl's got a wonderful singing voice and like the old man singing in movies it just hits different and the the final scene is because they go to one of her concerts at a point and they have no idea what's happening they can't hear her and everyone's like clapping along at the end, and everyone's like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And they can't hear what she's saying or anything. And oh, obviously the deaf, but like, but you, like it, it cuts out. Like so, it starts. She starts singing, and then the audio just cuts out. And it's like that's that's all this. Like this is what they're this is what they're experiencing, and you just feel so bad. You feel so guilty. Um, it's a really great movie, uh, and I think you would be crazy not to check it out. Yeah, um, if, especially if, after I watched um, fucking House, like Sound of Metal recently as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the deaf representation this year has been so good. Yeah, because like, it, I was, I'm literally just reading right now as well. In the, um, in this movie, like this is a remake of the original French production. Um, and in this, they actually had all three main actors uh, um, as actually deaf. Like yeah. they hired deaf people. Um, yeah, same as like Hawkeye as well. They actually hired a deaf woman to play fucking Echo. Yeah, they did. And they're giving her her own fucking series as well. Yeah, man. So doing. it's genuinely like it's really nice to see that people with these afflictions are not only getting the representation 
the like they very much fucking deserve they're also getting the representation in like actuality as well like the most authentic representation you can get by hiring somebody who is actually afflicted with it yeah man it's uh it's good shit it's good shit you yeah should, you should all go away and watch it it's on apple tv right now also i'll go away and watch um, palm springs please because i need i need people to talk about this movie man it's so good i forgot about it i know but it's really good we uh we would do recommendations some of your movies this week but to be honest We've, we've already sold you a shit ton. We've we've sold you so many movies right now. Um Yeah, that is that is gonna do it for this week. Um Yeah. So there you go, that's our that's our that's twenty twenty one wrapped up in a nice little bow. Our favourite movies were Coda and Palm Springs. Go and check them out. Um and yeah. I'm my eyes are so heavy right now. I'm so tired. <laughs> I've been at work. I'm fine. Time. That's great for you, fuckhead. Right. Um Man, yeah, I woke good, up that's... 20 minutes before I had to leave for work. I'm I'm doing good. Oh, fuck you. Right. That, that's <laughs> going to do it for this week. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. If you want to hear more from us, head on over to our Facebook and our Instagram where we post weekly clips from the podcast uh, that, um, with posters made lovingly by Joe Cook, uh, our wonderful poster boy. Um, and yeah, next week we're doing Scream, right? Yes, we are. I need to watch Scream 2, 3, 4 and the new one. Because I've only ever seen the original. I've seen Scream 1, 2, and 3, so I could probably watch 4 before then, but I don't know if I can be asked. It's on Netflix, I think. I just don't know if I can be asked in general, man. Well, then. Right. Uh, like, I don't so even know s- when I'm going to be able to go and see it. Yeah, me neither, bro. Me neither. I don't know. <laughs> um, right. We will see you next week for that uh, for that, for that terrifying review. Um, but until then, um, I've been Xander. And I've been... Um, Xander's friend. I mean, if you want to be introduced like that, bro. <laughs> I've been David, co-host French. <laughs> it's actually your name on my phone, lol. Um, <laughs> Fuck's sake. Right, we will see you guys next week. All love. Goodbye. Bye. I'm surprised I'm not asleep. <laughs> I, I think I might be... Because you're talking about the fucking, like the boost of energy yeah it's gone <laughs> it, it went as, you know when i said we'll be done within an hour and a half it went as soon as the timer hit an hour and a half <laughs>